Here's to you, Belfast. Best it's been food a, in the world. It's been an honor. Amanda, Pete, I love you so much. Uh, Frankie, Molly, and Henry, I love you all. Andrea, Leo, Hugo, I love you very much. We love all of you guys. Thank you. Guys. gentlemen boot up your cd-roms let's play some oregon trail it's another episode of kicking and streaming i'm your host johnny lake pleasure to be here as always and with me is my good friend and your co-host kevin hill kevin what's up how you doing only the real g's only the true players of the oregon trail start from boston don't wimp out <laughs> and start, and start from, from Independence, Kansas. Oh, okay. Or Missouri. <laughs> Real players start from Boston and go across the country. That's the only way to prove yourself on the trail. Did you ever complete the game starting in Boston? No. <laughs> no, there's no way. You know, you didn't it's, even make it to Missouri. They trick you by saying, like, oh, we'll give you more money. But, oof, that money runs money out don't quick. Buy you, money don't buy you horses in the middle of the night, Kevin. <laughs> money don't buy you oxen. <laughs> They don't buy you those, uh, yeah, there was wagon a flood. wheels. Forty oxen died. I had forty oxen. <laughs> oh, Kevin, um, how are you? I don't want to jump right into the into the meat of the episode yet, because I always Ooh. like to like like to have a little banter. You want to pick chit-chat. at the veggies and potatoes first? Yeah, I want to I want to bite around the edges. I want to make my way around the field, see what's what before uh, making my move. How are you doing? I'm doing uh, pretty fantastic. <sighs> We've made a habit of talking about the weather on our la- on our most recent few podcasts, and I like it. I used to think it was a hokey thing, but my dad convinced me that it's actually a really good human bonding experience, which I, d- I do think it is. And it has been getting more to your liking lately. Yeah, but it's going to be gone in like an instant. Even though it's like 72 degrees outside, I can sense it in the air like we got one, one day you're going to wake day. up, it's going to be a high of 52, low of 38, and you're just going to be like, frick, <laughs> I missed fall. <laughs> I don't know, man. High of 52, low of 38. 52? 52. I got my 52 <laughs> in my boys. That's like a perfect main fall day for yeah, me. Yeah, that's a main fall. That's a main September. Yeah, it's like a Maine late <laughs> September. It's probably ju- it's probably just like that in Maine right now. Yeah. No, but the telltale signs of fall in New York are like windy, like weather kind of fluctuating morning and night mm. um, and being pleasant one moment and then like randomly like you'll walk down the street, the sun will come out and you'll start sweating your balls off. And you get on the subway and everyone is wearing black. 
You're like, wait, wait, what? Oh no, guys, I missed the memo. You were Go- all wearing white My and light colorful blue outfits shirt? last week. Does it work now? <laughs> I stick out too much. My chambray shirt isn't fly anymore. Have you ever walked on the subway and just been like, I am dressed in totally different than everybody around me? Like I get really self-conscious on the subway. Same. S- especially in the morning. Well, uh, see, I'm a different person in the morning than, than I am at night or, mm-hmm. like, in the afternoon commute. In the afternoon commute, like, Jeffrey Dahmer himself could sit down next to me and and I wouldn't, I wouldn't bat an eye. Mm-hmm. I just have no time for that. But in the morning, I am my freshest, most self-conscious self. And... I when I'm when I'm deciding what to dress or just deciding how to dress for the day, deciding what to wear in the morning, it's not to like impress my coworkers or like make sure I'm keeping up good appearances in the office. It's like what will the people at the Utica Avenue subway station be most uh, be least likely to make fun of me for? <laughs> We're giving these details of I'm, where I'm we live. More, We're getting closer and no, closer. No, I totally understand. <laughs> I'm more interested in making the people on the four train be like, he's 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 doing all right. I'm more interested then, in impressing than my, my own coworkers, than my coworkers being like Kevin is okay. <laughs> like I don't care if like my coworkers at my job are like Kevin looks like he can need help, but if like a random person came up to me on the four train and was like you doing all right, I'd be like, no. <laughs> you know what the best day of my summer was? What? Um, it was mid June. It was in the aughts of June. The, um, no, that's not right. The Ides of June. Um, and I was just in a random bodega on 4th Ave in, like, Park Slope, pretty mm-hmm. close to, like, Barclays Center. And I was just getting, like, a drink and a sandwich. And mm-hmm. it was, like, hot out. And I was just trying to, like, you know, keep myself nourished and uh, hydrated. Yeah. And just a random dude with a skateboard walked by me and said, Hey man, nice kicks. That made my month. I am mm. dead serious. I get so much mm. validation from the people of Brooklyn, mm-hmm. for, like complimenting me. Honestly, I might try to compliment people more and more. You got to be careful because it could come off as creepy. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to be accused of catcalling or anything. But <laughs> I had someone during a music festival come up to me and say, "You are a classically handsome man." No. And what was this? Was this at Sasquatch? Yes. Oh, and now, of course, that person boost. could be on Live ayahuasca, <laughs> Pyote, <Bay> whatever. <laughs> but still, that like y- you cling on to that. I, I I know what you mean. Yeah. That's good. All right. Well, that I'm 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 nourished now of the banter, so we can jump into what we wanted to talk about. Okay. Uh, let me ask you though, real what, quick, because falls in the air, and we have a lot of listeners. Looking for fashion tips, I'm sure. <laughs> From us. From us. <laughs> I don't know about your closet, but my closet is non-existent. I don't have one in my room. But your your clothes rack, though. Tell yeah. me, tell me about your clothes rack. What kind of recommendations, advice do you have for people in the fall? Um, it's not okay to tuck in your shirts in the fall, but it is in the spring. Oh, see, I was unaware of that. I think that's 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 my random ass suggestion. That's a thing, huh? I don't know. Are you gonna wear a bunch of button ups this fall? I wear button ups 
most of the time. Um, but the long sleeve button ups. Uh, yeah, but not as much as I do in the summertime and in the spring mm. because I've got like more. I don't know how do you how do you separate like the genuses of like the Oxford shirt, the flannel, like because a flannel is a button up. But I I, ca- I categorize that separately. I've I've got plenty of flannels and like a lot of sweaters that I often wear like mm. over. Are you just gonna go sweater and jeans? I do that sometimes. Sweater and jeans. It's so classic, you man. Bad boy. It's so classic. You bad boy. It's the best. It's the best. It's like October fourteenth. Mm-hmm. It's like sixty-two degrees when you wake up. Mm. Slight breeze. No white t-shirt needed. No. No. And and if and if I'm feeling like you know kind of preppy, like maybe I'll maybe I'll put on like <laughs> I'll I'll have shirts that like I really like the way the collar looks, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't like love the rest of the shirt, so I'll just wear that shirt with sweaters. <laughs> oh, underneath. <laughs> yeah, because mm. I kind of like that look. I got a couple like low profile sweaters, just like either gray or like kind of a a really chill blue. I'm gonna tell you one thing though. I'm afraid that look makes me look just like super white. Just well, Kevin, like, just like <laughs> super I, I've, nerdy. I've got some alarming news for you. Man. I know you're I, super I white. I know. <laughs> I've looked in the mirror recently, <laughs> but I, that just like is like if someone's like my girlfriend is dating like a stereotypical guy, like he comes in with that look and goes, <laughs> "Hi, uh. hey, how's it going, everybody? Hey, how's it going? I have a mid." Uh, level job at uh marketing <laughs> see but that like that's kind of me though <laughs> so, so, it so you fits. fit the profile <laughs> yeah i don't know i feel like i look look how dad <laughs> yeah you gotta i don't know i think that look is better like clean shaven though that's just my fashion well, tip, well is, like, is you know what i've got on my and, and face right now it's a it's a uh, there's a muskrat making <laughs> making residents of your upper lip <laughs> Yeah, I noticed that. A muskrat? A muskrat. You're not even going to grace me with a full <laughs> pronunciation of its proper term? I, what is a muskrat's like, scientific name? Mu- or, oh, that's mustache. a mustache. Mu- oh, okay, that's what you mean. No, Kevin does have a mustache. I compliment you in private because I do want you to know that it looks good. But for the appearances of there, the podcast, yeah. I have to be funny about it's, it. It's getting there, I think. <laughs> the mustache is getting there. Your parents don't approve. Of course not. <laughs> Like, my mom will, like, be on her deathbed, and she'll be like, could you shave? <laughs> like, <laughs> she wants Would you go to mass with that with that mustache? Your mom probably wouldn't let you go. I don't think the Pennsylvania Catholic Church wants anyone <laughs> near this with my look right now. Oh. But, uh, yeah, my mom would prefer me clean-shaven always, I think. But there's there's a point where I think, you got to experiment with the facial hair just to know what what you got. <laughs> what you got I in agree. the holster. I agree. And I'm 25 years old. Now's the time to just experiment. Your friends will forgive you. <laughs> Your family will forgive you Kevin, for the I bad decisions. You. <laughs> You make with your facial hair. <laughs> no, you're right. I think it has to be tried out. Mm-hmm. Um, because eventually, like, grow beard. You're, yeah. like uh, people grow facial hair when they get old. I find that like if someone, I think it's almost a little weird if I meet someone like in their 40s or 50s, and they 
like don't have any facial hair or like look like they couldn't grow any facial hair. Like mm-hmm. I hope to get there someday where I can grow a decent mustache and you know maybe a little stuff on the cheeks too. Mm-hmm. You got it. Maybe someday. But now's the time to just try it out and see what you got in the roster. Because what do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? <laughs> like a six months of dating. <laughs> You know, just friends and <laughs> connections and friends, the relationship co-workers. with your mother. <laughs> I lost everything, but at least I know I got a mustache in, in the holster. Uh, you're like homeless at like 74 with just like a really good mustache. It's a lot of people soon. That generation is coming up. Oh, oh come on. Oh, come very on. real. 80s. <laughs> Are we done? I think we're done. Um, Kevin, the Emmys were on Monday? Yeah. Which is kind of weird, right? Because aren't they, isn't that usually a Sunday thing? Like award shows in general. But maybe it's that they weren't trying to, they didn't want to compete with like Sunday football. I think you're exactly right there. But then they still ended up competing with Monday Night Football. (laughs) So. They can't win. Yeah, you couldn't really win. I don't know what the numbers were in terms of like viewership. Okay. It's been down for years and it really went down. Yeah. Mostly because two dudes who took two hits of weed like hosted the Emmys. Colin I, Jost and Michael <laughs> Che. They looked like it, just like it was, just like slightly, slightly stoned. It was like your two friends like your two friends being like, We're gonna host a comedy show and they're just like I was just gonna uh-huh. say, like what would it be like if we just invited like a shitload of people over and just like had a like a variety show? And like you and me hosted. Yeah, and we and were we just, just like, got, like a little stone beforehand. Yeah, it's like, Hey guys, we're here. <laughs> hey, uh how's everyone hosting doing? comedy show? <laughs> wow, look at this. Here we all are. Isn't this weird? Twenty eighteen. It's so weird. It's this, a weird year. These tuxes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking pretty good. I had to, I had to rent mine. <laughs> <laughs> Black tux. Yeah, I, it's I don't know. There's a there's a thing in comedy. They're good in like for like ten minutes. That's they're they're really good on Saturday. Well, they're Night good Live. on Weekend Update because yeah. Weekend Update is all about having like some type of charisma, and the thing or like kind of like personality or like shtick you're putting on. Right. You know, with like um. Seth and Amy, it was kind of like Seth was the straight man. Amy was kind of the color commentator, like the crazy, like reacting to the news. Um, And with Colin Jost and uh, Michael Che, it's kind of like two best friends just doing the news. That's what I thought. It just felt like two dudes that had known each other for a while that can like make each other laugh. And just like even with like little things, make each other smirk while they're still performing. And that's funny on SNL for sure. And I really like Michael Che. He's my he's one of my top five favorite comedians, right now, um, but it just felt really low key, and uh, I don't think you can do SNL as an Emmys broadcast. I think you have to commit, and I mean that like you have to Neil Patrick Harris it a bit. I think Neil Patrick Harris should be just be like the award show czar, yeah. and and. I don't know. It would get old. That's not a perfect idea. But I, I, what, what they're, what the networks basically do for all these award shows is they just take their, their homegrown talent. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's very low risk. It's free promo basically, mm-hmm. and it ends up being these slightly boring shows of the awards. Yeah. Well, it comes down to the writers, and a lot of time the writers are are good talented people, but they're they're they can't you know, win an award show with just writing. How funny can you be just making fun of Hollywood for like 
fucking four hours. Well, well, the problem is, too, is, like, nobody wants to offend famous people anymore. Yeah. And, unfortunately... And, and you can't offend regular people, either. No. Anymore. No. So, what is it that you do? Who's your ideal, like, award show host? I mean, I think Neil Patrick Harris is pretty fantastic, but... Um, so, you want... I think Will Ferrell would be great. That's like, a good... Yeah, like I mean, the, he like had a funny thing. bit. I mean, he had a bit, right? Yeah, he had a bit Emmys. in this one, but I think he could really handle like the whole thing. Um, I feel like Colbert is sort of the same sort of thing as as Jost and Che, though he has like a little bit more charisma and kind of a little bit more name recognition mm-hmm. than them. Um, I'm trying to think who else. I mean, Jimmy Kimmel does a really good job at the Oscars. Yeah. But I don't. Th- but he has a lot of, you know, a lot of supporting help. I don't think he is as much of like a one man show as he is a really good like master of ceremonies. Yeah, for sure. He's he's more just like the we're gonna get through this. I'm gonna put it together. I'm gonna put some like yeah. He oh, gets okay. everybody. He gets everybody together and feeling the same thing and experiencing everything together. He's not like a hilarious person himself. He has a very good team of writers um, and. He handles kind of like the way he handled the the best picture fiasco two years ago with mm-hmm. Moonlight and La La Land was actually really good. Like he he came out and he was like, okay, like uh, I don't know what's going on, and like just was just talking like the audience threw it up on stage, and then like eventually he was like, Warren, what did you do? <laughs> and it was good, and he's 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 a likable guy, and he's doing like good things on his show, like outside of the awards shows, you know. I think you have to get rid of like the duos. Yeah, the do du- I don't think the duo works. We're not in like 1974 anymore, where it's like, ladies and gentlemen, you know these two from their like six months at Vegas, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, it's blah blah blah, and his goofy wife, blah blah blah. It's Nichols <laughs> and May. Like it's not you. We don't like live in that society anymore. We live in a society where one person tries to point out the truth. Yeah, and we listen to that person for a chunk, and then we move on to another person. And so I feel like you really have to, like, get someone. But I really like John Mulaney and Nick Kroll hosting the Independent Spirit Awards. Oh, they they were good. And I think <clears throat> we are, I think right now we're talking about more like the big, you know, kind of Emmys, Grammys, yeah. Oscars, like big shows. But those smaller, you know, more niche um type awards I th- presentations can uh, they did that extremely well yeah. like they go off and the cuff a little bit and people want to hear what like stand-up comedians thoughts are on things yeah like because it used to be like in the 70s when you watch like johnny carson like i wasn't alive but <laughs> in the 70s it would be like what did johnny carson think about what happened today that's what you watched for and now we're trying to get to a point where it's like what did this comedian think about Les Moonves, you know, mm-hmm. that's what we want to hear is like, what did this comedian think about The Handmaid's Tale? What did this comedian think about Game of Thrones? You know, like th- it, it's kind of like I feel like you need to either get an oddball out there. And I'm not saying that has to be like a guy. I'm saying like Samantha B. I mean, I, I, s- I still really job. like Michelle Wolf. I think she got f- fucking politicized and 
you know, cable television at her White House correspondence dinner. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I forgot, like, what she did to, like, have everyone go after her. Mm-hmm. But that was great. Yeah, get. I mean, honestly, I kind of, maybe, like, if Michael Che did it himself. Could be. I mean, the Reparation Emmys was, like, a pretty funny skit. I have not seen a lot of these, so I mostly just know, like, some of the the winners of each category, but I haven't seen a lot of the bits or the any performances, so you'll have to attest to that for the most part. Um, do you want to... Well, let's get into, like, the what's what the winners and yeah. whatnot. So, um, should we just... you want to start with comedy and... Yeah, I and mean, did were you upset that Atlanta got shut super out? Super snubbed. Hella snubbed. Um, upset? No. Slightly annoyed? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think. Um, I think Atlanta's puts a lot of the pieces together of of like making great TV. Like, I think Hiro Mirai mm-hmm. is a freaking genius. I think uh, Donald Glover and um Hiro Murai as just producers of their show like and the writers on that on his that brother team, Stephen Glover and Stephen Glover they're all extremely talented and yeah. and create good TV and Brian Tyree Henry and Lakeith Stanfield are amazing supporting actor actors uh, not to mention Zazie Beats Zazie Beats um I I'm I was disappointed that Atlanta didn't win anything I really think it deserved something on the creative side and I think it deserved either like a writing or directing win. Yeah, I was kind of oh, surprised. Oh, I, I was surprised that Hero Murai didn't win. Uh, I mean, Amy Palladino won both directing and writing. Yeah, Amy for Sharon *Marvelous Miss Maisel*. And that's not to discount *Marvelous Miss Maisel* because I think we both know that was. I a think really Hero Murai should have won for directing *Teddy Perkins*. Yeah. And I think, I think Maisel so. should have won for writing because that pilot of *Marvelous Miss Maisel* is pretty it's crazy. Fantastic. Yeah, and I think that's what is probably the best part about that show is like the writing and how quick paced it is and how how many little jabs and and like references and just things that they get in between characters and how quickly the scenes move mm-hmm. and there is obviously skill in directing that has to go in there to make that all work but i think the writing is what makes that show run whereas i think with atlanta it's a little bit more of a soup and the directing has a big part of it yeah absolutely so, for supporting actor in a comedy series, um, Henry Winkler ended up winning for Barry, which I heard, that was like one of the first things I heard when I was, was reading the, first, the Emmys. No, it was the first uh, category that night. Oh, okay, that makes sense. And, honestly, I got nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, I personally think it is a Brian a Tyree Henry is, the, is my favorite part of Atlanta. Yeah, that's true. My favorite episode is the one where it's it's him. He goes out with his girlfriend, and then he like walks through the woods walks on the, woods, the anniversary yeah. of his mom's death. I I think like that that dude's got like um, like Tom Hardy in Dunkirk eyes, where I'm just like fascinated by his face. That's all you reacting. can see of Tom Hardy in that movie. Yeah, but like, <laughs> but I'm like kidding, he acts through right. his eyes, you know. Yeah. Like he, you really like kind of see so much emotion on the face, even when he's like trying to play like a stoned non-emotional dude you can still tell like i i think he's i think he's fantastic on that show yeah and to see lakeith stanfield get so many like big new parts with obviously um sorry to bother you 
and like other movies he's picked up since he started on Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised to see Brian Tyree Henry not do as many like big name things. Well, uh, funny you should say that because I up. really think that's his, this is his year. He uh, was just finished up a stint on Broadway in a Kenneth Lonergan play. Oh, right. And he's going to be in the new uh, Steve McQueen movie, Widows. Interesting. And like, if you look on Netflix, he's been on like three recently released Netflix movies. Oh so, yeah. So like he's like he's definitely like it's it's coming out there. Okay. It's like Donald Gleason in 2015 or Riz Ahmed. Oh, all right. You know th- you're now starting to see. Oh, there he is. There he is. There, there he is. Again. Okay. Uh, Good. But I, I mean, still, I feel like this was more of a career Emmy for Henry. Yeah, I think you're right. What What was the last time like? 40-something years ago that he yeah. got nominated for the Fonz. Yeah. I mean, I went back and watched, like, some some clips reels of Henry Winkler in Barry, and he is fantastic. Yeah. He, I don't, I couldn't see that character, perf- like, acted by anyone else now other than him. Yeah. Um. So, shout out to uh, Henry Winkler. Um, supporting actress in a comedy series was won by Alex Borstein from the Marvelous Miss Maisel. And I think this is probably this one of the This is more surprise. of a shock. Yeah. Yeah. That Marvelous Miss Maisel, you know, kind of grabbed up a few out of nowhere. Uh, who would you would have, who, who else would you have liked to have seen win? I mean, I always love to give uh, support to the ladies of SNL. True. I, I think Kate McKinnon or A.D. Bryant would have been uh, I would have been pretty happy with that. Yeah. Because literally we're, in a t- we're at a time period where Kate, Leslie, AD, they do really carry SNL. Oh, yeah. Um, But actually when I look at this list, I'm kind of like she was the biggest surprise performance. And so maybe like Henry uh, Winkler, you know, we should award like surprising performances. Fantastic performances. Yeah, those two wins sort of seem to go together well. Mm-hmm. Like Alec- Alex Borstein not being nearly as old as Henry Winkler, um, but having roles before this where she didn't get like critically lauded. Obviously, she's a good, uh, very good, very talented and successful voice actress voicing Lois from Family Guy. Um, so not like a new face to the industry, but actually maybe a little bit of like a new face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I said before on the podcast we d- when we previewed this that I really liked Gil- uh, Betty Gilpin's performance in Glow. Yeah, I don't think she was ever really going to win it. No, um, but I have to agree with you on on Kate McKinnon uh, from SNL. Uh, I just most recently watched her in Comedians in Cars getting coffee, and she is hilarious. And Jerry wanted none of it in that episode. You think? I felt like he he got annoyed with her that episode. <laughs> I think uh, he had a tough time keeping up. I think he was surprised that she was exactly like a lot of people imagined her. Yeah. And I think a lot of people would find it exciting and joyful that Kate McKinnon is like you would imagine Kate McKinnon being if you went and got coffee with her. Just all the way at 10. And Jerry was just like... You're not depressed? <laughs> You're not sad? You're they talk, what? They, they talk about some interesting things, though, and and Kate McKinnon just has some very hilarious, snappy responses to some mm-hmm. stuff that Jerry says. All right, uh, let's move on to the next one. Writing for a comedy series, as we said, Amy Sherman Palladino. Uh, 
I think I would have really liked uh, Alligator Man winning this. Alligator but Man. So Alligator Man was one episode from Atlanta. That was the first one. Right. But like we said, the pilot of the writing of the pilot was probably better than the directing. So yeah. understand Amy Sherman Palladino winning this. Um. And. I really like, uh, I mean, Barbershop, the other episode of Atlanta that was nominated, I think probably isn't better writing-wise than Alligator Man, Mm -hmm. but I think Barbershop is another one of those episodes that, I mean, it's a Brian Tyree Henry episode, and that is definitely the the second one that I think about when thinking about, like, his reel. Um, Yeah. A lot of fun. That's the episode, that's one of the things I love and hate about Atlanta is... It's an episode where you're like in the middle of the season and you're watching it and you're like kind of like half into it. And then you realize like you're like 12 minutes in. You're like, oh, shit, this is the episode. Oh, this is this is what we're doing this whole episode. Yeah. And it kind of bothers me a bit because when I watch Atlanta, I don't know like what the status of Paperboy is and like all these characters are like I kind of almost need an episode where they explain like what their world they live in is but then also you're kind of like stop don't worry about that yeah just enjoy the ride i think they do what they do by not worrying about that kind of thing exactly yeah all right uh lead actress in a comedy series our girl was won by rachel brosnahan i think i think that was well deserved totally deserved uh good to see Issa ray nominated for insecure definitely uh as we talked about, but this was her year, her performance. Can't beat it. Yeah, definitely her category to lose. And directing for a comedy series, like we said, maybe more Hero Mirai for Teddy Perkins. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. See, okay, I didn't see this. So Donald Glover got a nomination for the episode FUBU from Atlanta, which is the flashback episode to kind of set up Paperboy and Earn's relationship with them as kids and kind Mm -hmm. of this trial of like this FUBU jacket that Earn buys or has his mom buy for him. And I thought that was a pretty fun episode. Um, But I didn't realize that was a nominee. Um, Yeah, you know, like Kevin said, like we said earlier, uh, I don't think it's undeserved by Amy Sherman Palladino and the marvelous Miss Maisel. um, But I think it could have been won by Hiro Mirai. Yeah. Uh, Lead actor surprisingly bill Hader. you say surprisingly but look at that list we have anthony anderson from blackish ted danson from the good place larry david from curb donald glover from atlanta um william h macy from shameless and bill Hader as barry who would you have given that to over well i know we talked about it being between like donald glover and probably bill Hader. Mm -hmm. but weirdly with this crop it is interesting to see that Bill Hader, probably for his first time, sneak in and win this. But once Henry Winkler won, you might suspect that I think Bill Hader's going to win too. Okay. And so I, I, I guess I'm not fully surprised, but I am like, oh yeah, he won. So that's... um. It's kind of one of your little, like, comedy, like, these awards and nominations, they happen, like, in pairs or in, like, patterns. Mm-hmm. Or, like, the wins happen in pairs and patterns and that sort of thing. And it's funny that here, 
lead and supporting actor both went to Barry, and lead and supporting actress both went to The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Yeah. So those performances definitely play off each other. Ironically, if you had asked me what I was going to bet, I was going to bet it'd be like a straight split between Atlanta and uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel. And I'm just kind of still shocked that Barry nabbed those two. I think I'm, yeah, I'm more surprised that Henry Winkler won for supporting than seeing Bill Hader win for lead. I think I think it was a deserving win. Cool. Should Here we, we go. Move on Here to limited series? Yes. Johnny. Right, no, no, this is me. This is my stage. This okay, please, sir. Please. It's a little, little known Netflix limited series. Came out in the spring. Not very well received by some that live in my apartment. <laughs> Uh, and it's it's a show called Godless, and <laughs> there are strong women living in the town that I can't remember the name of. Um, can you remember the name of the town, Kevin? No. Okay. Well, uh, it's a it's a meh western, very beautiful. Oh, don't backtrack, because <laughs> I'm staring at you with daggers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Defend it's, your it, show. Okay. It, it's it's I like it because it was a beautiful show and it had a few characters that I liked. One being Merritt Weaver as um the character that I can't remember the name of, but she is a strong uh lesbian or bisexual woman living in the West, like in the early twentieth century or late nineteenth century and teaching people how shit works and not taking shit from anybody from no man and and like protecting her people and um i i think this i'm very glad to see godless get a win and i mean I it got Mer- two wins it got her and, and jeff, jeff daniels, daniels in the supporting roles another pair and i'll give i'll give godless credit they were probably the two best performances in the show yeah definitely <sighs> Godless to me was just like they saved all the good lines for Jeff Daniels and Mara Weaver. Yeah, they saved all the monologues for those two. Yeah, for sure. Godless was just like it felt so empty to me. It, it was it pretty was, empty. It was it like was the big open sky. Shot. It was the big open sky. That's what the show was. Kevin. No, <laughs> it was. It was this. It was supposed to be this super duper like feminist cowboy show, and I didn't feel like that. Especially with how dependent the women kind of seemed on like the men being in their lives, both with the Michelle Dockery and with the town. Yeah, it, it just it kind of felt like I'm totally for like these women kicking ass, but I just <sighs> I didn't realize it had that narrative as like a feminist western or a feminist cowboy movie. Cause well, I think it's I, ha- I think it's hard to uh, not talk about that in the political climate we're in. Certainly, now. I mean. In hindsight, after watching it, I definitely... I mean, that's a huge part of the story. Um, yeah, I don't know if it was that well fleshed out, like you said. I didn't think the characters well fleshed out at all. It was shot beautifully. No denying that. That's the main thing I got out of it. I'm a sucker for a pretty shot. But the problem is with Westerns, like with that movie Hostiles that came out... Uh, I haven't watched that yet, have you? No, it's on Netflix. But, like, you can't just shoot something beautifully in Nebraska or Utah and not have good characters in it populating it. That's true. And I just I just You can create a beautiful world, but if it's if it's populated by j- shit heaps then it's not very I just wanted to throw a projector against the wall 
and just be like, give Jack O'Connell and Michelle Dockery lines. Is Jack O'Connell uh, the the runaway yeah. cowboy? Okay. Yeah. I'm just like, give them lines. All their they yeah. have their their sex scene is longer than their audible lines in the movie. Could be. It's just oh, there was like. Oh. There's a lot of lot of sexual tension built up with those two, just but with longing gazes. Si- <laughs> And in like, the typical Western style, there was nothing that made them like be like, "I wanna, I wanna, you know, you've done, you've changed me, and I wanna be intimate with you." It was just like, "You're young and hot. I'm young and hot. My mother-in-law and son are asleep. Let's <laughs> let's do it in the barn. Let's do it in the barn. Let's do it in the barn." That sounds like a song you and I are gonna write, Kevin. I'll get the I'll get the keyboard <laughs> set to Gemini synthesizer. <laughs> Let's do it in the bar. I was later. Let's do it in the barn. I got that. Hey, 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 hey. Let's do it in the barn. Tell those horses to shut up. Tell those horses to shut up. Tell those horses to shut up. All right. Writing for a limited series or movie. The winners were. They should just name this the Black Mirror episode of the year award. You think so? Yeah. This is this is always going to go to the best Black Mirror episode. I don't know. What about. What about Patrick Melrose? You really liked Patrick Melrose. Did, did you did, you think did. it didn't have a shot? What about you know the the American Crime Story shows? I think those have a shot. Let's let's not fillet Netflix and and Black Mirror because it is great, but it's not they're, they're it's not one hundred percent pure premium USDA beef like it used to be. But it's a TV movie. People are going to be this was the USS yes. Callister was, and, and people and are going to be more amazed characters. by contained story than they are by episode seven or eight in a miniseries. That I have to agree with you on. If Black Mirror is nominated again next year, I'll bet you money it wins. Well, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Emmys twenty nineteen. <laughs> Kevin get swindles hyped. Johnny out of fifty bucks. Uh, directing for a limited series or movie. So this is where American Crime Story, you know, uh, comes in with their sort of second iteration. Obviously, OJ being last year or two years ago's thing. The Assassination of Gianni Versace, uh, directed by Ryan Murphy. He did the the original. He did the OJ. Yeah. OJ. Uh, and he does all too, the right? American Horror Story. Uh, oh, I I did not know yes. that. Okay, so the man who would be Vogue. Was the episode um, that won Murphy the Emmy? I haven't seen the show. I've heard uh, many, many, many good things, both about uh, the characters and about the directing and the story. So, uh, w- looking at the competitors, um, I think I think we can agree this was probably a a fair yeah win. I'm not too much of a n- movie nerd to be like David Lynch should have won, you know. I think he has the name recognition. And ladies and gentlemen, let's get those shots poured out for best actress in the limited series or movie because our girl, Jessica Biel, lost. <laughs> Aw, that's sad. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Jay Beal. Oh. Okay. Not that I had ever heard that The Sinner <laughs> was a, a movie or a limited series. <laughs> I just I just see the posters for it in the subway, and it's like the kid 
Just being like, huh? Oh, okay. Now I do recall that. Subway posters, they just have a weird way of just implanting themselves in my cerebellum. The Tom Hardy Venom ones are freaking me out a bit. Because I'm like looking at them. Like, because you know how like you'll go through past like a subway station if you're running on an express line Mm -hmm. and you'll just see the subway posters in the distance? Yeah. And it's like half Tom Hardy's face, half Venom. Yeah. It's freaking me out a bit. When that moves quickly, it's a little scary. It's a little scary. A little scaredy boy. Well, maybe that's what they want. Are we sad that Laura Dern didn't win for the tale? A bit, but I I do have to say, Regina King is one of those people that you can't hate for winning because she's just, like, been in so much and always been so great and everything. That's true. Uh, But I don't know if you heard the controversy with this show. I did not. Uh, So this was supposed to be original series for Netflix, Seven Seconds. Oh. But then it got canceled. So then they just was like Netflix throwing spaghetti against the wall was like, we'll just say this was a limited series. And just like threw it against the wall being like, this is a limited series. Aye. But then Regina King won, surprisingly. So do they reprise it or not? I don't think so. I don't think so. But good for her. You know, like sometimes you got to give those career wins. All right, next up, lead actor in a limited series or movie. Mm. One by Darren Chris, another assassination of Gianni Versace, American Crime Story win. Um, a boy didn't win. Oh, Jeff Daniels got a Looming Tower nomination. That's interesting. I haven't watched that yet. think I might. Not sure. Also, time.com misspelled Antonio Banderas's last name. <laughs> it's not Antonio Bandera. It's Antonio Banderas. He's like, he's like up there. He's an A-lister. You should be able to spell his name right. Um, Whatever. I mean, we need to watch Gianni Versace. That's true. Versace, Versace. Ve- <gasps> they misspelled they Versa- that. They, they misspelled Versace. Dude, Who the hell is the mo- editing this? Time. The copy. Uh, the, the copy editor for Time should get fucking fired. This I loved. Oh, yeah. This I love. Do you this know me? This is good. I'm this is good. We're both happy with this one. Uh, John Mulaney won the award for writing in a variety special for his new special. Well, not really new anymore, but new at the time, Kid Gorgeous. Yeah. Um, which was hilarious. And I was there for the taping. Oh, jealous. And um, just fantastic. I mean... You know what's funny? Yeah. He doesn't have like a story about. Does he have a story about like Kid Gorgeous? Like the name? It's just like the name is just like, it's like self-explanatory, right? And I know what the origin of Kid Gorgeous is. Like in in greater pop culture, it's mm-hmm. like a name that Mo from The Simpsons had from had for himself. Yeah. But it's just like thrown on there and never explained, isn't I th- it? I think John Mulaney just likes calling himself a kid. Yeah, because I that think is he definitely sees true. himself as a little boy at heart, even though he's like thirty-six years old. Yeah, uh, I, I think I kind of love. I him I was for super that. pumped though, because he definitely seemed surprised at it. Oh really? I mean, did you hear the story about his speech? No. He went up there and said, uh, "I, I want to thank my wife, who said who's in New York because she said I wouldn't fly to Los Angeles because I just can't sit there for three hours and watch you lose." <laughs> And he's like, I don't blame her. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Mm -hmm. All right. uh, Supporting. So we're moving on to drama now. Um, Supporting actor in a drama series. Guess what, Kevin? Tyrion Lannister won. 
Are we at all surprised? You are a Game of Thrones fan. Super fan, let's say. You could call me a super fan. You've read fan. the books. I've read all the books. You've probably rewatched at least every episode twice. I've rewatched definitely half of the episodes at least twice. There's some episodes I've watched four times. Do you honestly think that Tyrion Lannister's role in this season of Game of Thrones was spectacular enough to deserve an Emmy win? No, I think Joseph Fiennes should have won over Peter Dinklage. I almost think Nikolai Koster-Waldau should have won over. That's an even better argument, too. There was... there is more. Peter Dinklage has been it, this season was doing the same thing he's been doing for the past two seasons. Yeah, he's just striving and advising a powerful person. And this season he did it poorly. <laughs> yeah, didn't really could. I mean, that, not acting that, wise, yeah, but no. like the character wise. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he, he is Tyrion Lannister, and we know what Tyrion Lannister is, and we know what Peter Dinklage's performance of Tyrion Lannister is at this point. I don't. And this isn't a knock on. Anything about Game of Thrones or Peter Dinklage's performance, but I don't think he needs to win any more awards for that portrayal. I don't think so either. I think Joseph Fiennes in The Handmaid's Tale is... He did... He changed this season. Like His character changed, and the writing for it changed, and he did really well with that. He got darker and scarier and more scummy than before and interacted with his wife in ways that they hadn't in the first season and the handmaid's tale second season i think just as good as probably better than the first i think a good deal of that is due to the writing for and the portrayal of that character by joseph fines interesting yeah i mean (laughs) honestly you could also make the case for david harbour in stranger things uh, I I am I am kind of shocked he won. I think that's my biggest like. That Dinklage. Wow, won. you didn't pay attention really. Yeah. Lord. <laughs> it's I mean he's won the like he's won it like three times. I think he won it for season two of Game of Thrones and again for like season five of Game of Thrones. But so. also supporting actress in a drama series. It's time to write my own fucking story, darling. <laughs> I'm just trying to find my daughter. <laughs> I will change you with my mind. <laughs> I will now speak Japanese. I now speak Japanese. Don't attempt And it, I Kevin. will make you murder each other. <laughs> I am Maeve. I'm going where I want to go, whether or not you help me. Darling, I'm going to that other world. Darling. And you can join me. Or... You can die. You can die. <laughs> Sandy Newton Maybe with I a sh- P90 just blowing people away is one of life's simple pleasures. Sandy <laughs> Newton walking around an abandoned, like, all glass walls. Like that one set they have for Westworld, that one indoor set. Yeah, they, they always go in and out of that <laughs> office. <laughs> the, the, their, their whole building is, like, 48 floors of the same, like, <laughs> yeah. six little rooms with... Uh, it's six rooms, all glass walls. Yeah. And that doesn't work very well when bison are running through the building. The bison go right through a glass wall, yeah. uh, especially when they're being coerced by Tandy Newton. Tandy yeah. Newton deserved this one, I think. I'm very surprised she won, but... Me too. I'm not, I'm not sad by it. And actually, going off what I said about Joseph Fiennes, I think 
I wouldn't have been surprised, and in fact, I would have been pretty pleased if Yvonne Strahovski had won for her portrayal of um, the the wife in Handmaid's Tale. I, c- I can't remember her name at the moment, uh, the character's name, but just like her husband, Yvonne Strahovski's character changed a lot in the second season, and the way that she interacted with her husband changed, as well as the way that she interacted with Alfred. Um, I think it it made a big difference in the second season. I think, though, y- it was a case of too many people nominated from The Handmaid's Tale. Definitely too many cooks. Uh, I don't I think, think Alexis Waddell should have been included. I also think Vanessa Kirby is fantastic in The Crown. She is my heartthrob of 2018. Haven't seen it yet, but I've heard very many good things. She was also in the new f- the new Impossible Mission Impossible movie. She was, yes. Uh, writing for a drama series. I told you it would win. The Americans? Yeah. You did. You did tell me that. Uh, I knew the show would win writing, but I knew it wouldn't win anything else. I would have liked to see Phoebe Waller-Bridge win okay, but for Killing Okay, but can I calm you and you, the TV critics down? Okay. Like, I, I haven't watched Killing Eve. Okay. But you have to understand, like, the bullshit of award shows. Like, Killing Eve that's true, that's had true. never any shot to win anything. And yet people are like, I'm a little disappointed that... Uh, well, Barry won. Killing Eve? Barry first time won. But, I, I don't know, nobody really... You're right, though, Killing about, Eve? like, the... I'm sorry, I need, I need to watch The Americans it. hasn't won writing... Until now, right? Six seasons. This is the first time they've won. Yeah. And you know what that what the Americans is? It's a show that was kept on the air by television critics. So maybe we can get some more steam for Killing Eve over time. I bet we will. And hopefully it becomes like the Americans that by the fourth, fifth season, everybody's watching it and loving it. I love that show, though. Like if someone the was Americans, like... The you mean... If, yeah, if someone's like, we're going to torture you and just put the Americans on replay, I'd be like, that sounds fantastic. What episode are we doing? <laughs> oh, the worst one the whole show? That's still a great episode. Great. Yeah. Uh, directing for a drama series, um, Stephen Daldry of The Crown won it for the episode Pater Familias, beating out Alan Taylor of Game of Thrones, Jeremy Pedeswa from Game of Thrones, Jason Bateman from Ozark, Daniel Sackheim from Ozark, the Duffer brothers, which is kind of funny that they don't go by like John Duffer and Jim Duffer, whatever their first names are. They're the Duffer They're just brothers. the Duffer brothers. <laughs> We've been the Duffer brothers since we made films for <laughs> mom and dad at nine years old. We were popular in high school AV club. We showed our film and we had an audience of eight people. We have a big family. Our family loves our movies. The Duffer family. We had two copies on VHS. E.T. and Teen Wolf. <laughs> and then E.T. broke. And so, so we, we watched was Teen, Teen Wolf. Wolf over and over again. That was our high school because we were homeschooled. Film is everything. <laughs> um, You watched The Crown? I did. Do you remember this episode? No. They all blend together. Okay, let's just let's just move on to the it's next. It's a well-directed show. Let's move on to the next category then. That's but fair. I'm usually just nothing like else sticks out that should win. It, soaking in the atmosphere. I do like actually. I do like Ozark. Uh, so I I would have liked to see one of 
those episodes win, but I can't say for sure that I can pick those episodes out of a crowd either. Mm-hmm. Uh, lead actor in a drama series, Matthew Reese won for the Americans. Another shout out. Very chill. Beating Jason Bateman from Ozark, Sterling K. Brown from <laughs> This Is Us, Ed Harris from Westworld, Milo Ventimiglia from This Is Us, and Jeffrey Wright from Westworld. I gotta say, probably pretty weak year. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Ed Harris or Jeffrey Wright to mm-hmm. put in the performance for a lead actor. I, I think Jason s- Bateman, not better than Matthew Reese. I think you get a case of no one's going to be like Jason Bateman, dramatic role, haha. Uh, Which is too bad. The two, it's a this great is show. us, and the two Westworld people knock them out. Yep. And then, like, the clear, obvious one there is Matthew Reese. And now, I think Carrie Russell should have won. But when you look at the lead actress in a drama series, yeah, it's so much more diverse. Stronger, way way stronger, stronger than the lead actors. Yeah, absolutely. And all from uh, six different TV shows. Yeah. So Claire Foy from The Crown won, portraying Queen Elizabeth, beating Sandra Oh from Killing Eve, Carrie Russell from The Americans, Elizabeth Moss from The Handmaid's Tale, Tatiana Maslany from Orphan Black, and Evan Rachel Wood from Westworld. Yeah. I could have seen Elizabeth Moss win. I would have been surprised, but pleased to see Sandra Oh win. Carrie Russell, like you said, could have won. Um, I think Orphan Black is not a super popular show and has been around it and just in ended. the awards. I think that's its final year. Oh, yeah? Okay. So I'm not surprised that they didn't win, but I've heard that it's a really crazy performance because she obviously plays... Like, like 16 people. Yeah. Um, and I don't... I don't know. Evan Rachel Wood was pretty much this. She makes no of sense Westworld. on the show. Yeah, she makes no sense. She she does what she can with that character, but they're kind of going in circles in some weird ways. Yeah. All right. Um, and reality competition program. We don't have to. Johnny, thoughts on uh, RuPaul's Drag Race? Oh, actually, great show. You know what? I've heard that is a great show, and I'm not surprised that it beat out Top Chef and American Ninja Warrior and The Voice. <laughs> uh, variety sketch series SNL one. Is that any of any bit of a surprise or not? Uh, no. No. I mean, once they separated sketch series and talk series. The sketch series, until like we get another Chappelle show or Inside Amy Schumer or Key and Peele, I think SNL is going to always win that. Did Key and Peele win an Emmy? I think so. Um, uh, Key Michael Key had a great interview with Bill Simmons on the B- Bill Simmons podcast. Everyone out there should go listen to it. I will. Um, Variety Talk series, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver won. It's big! It's very, very big! Yeah, deserves it. Yeah, It's going to win for like the next five years. You don't think Full Frontal? You don't think Full Frontal can nut up to it or what? No. Okay. Limited series or movie as a whole, the assassination of Gianni Versace, American Crime Story, one, beating out The Alienist. Uh, damn shame there, because I love that German guy whose name I can't remember. Daniel, Daniel Brühl. Brühl. Yeah. Uh, Picasso, Godless, and Patrick Melrose. I'm actually surprised Godless even got on the noms here for a limited series. Comedy series was won by The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Um... Really not a surprise, but I think we we 
wouldn't have been surprised to see, and we would have liked to see Atlanta win. Um, I think Atlanta's the most inventive comedy series. I think Marvelous Miss Maisel is the most delightful. And it's a period piece. Yeah. I think Barry is the most dark comedy series. And then, like, those other ones, they do really make me laugh. But they're more of, like, Glow, classic Curb, sitcoms. Silicon Valley. I yeah. don't watch Glow, so I apologize. Oh. Well, you should. Um, what else you got? We've got, like, drama the series? The last one? The last one. Drama series, and I think we all know. Oh, no. Or no. television movie. Yeah, let's do television movie first. <laughs> Fahrenheit 451. That's too bad it didn't win. Flint, I, to- I did my Michael B. Jordan impression in oh. that movie that I haven't seen. Let's burn some books. Let's burn some books. <laughs> Stop it. He's a no, good actor. No, you got to do the shoulder. One shoulder up, yeah, one he shoulder wa- down. He walks in like one Killmonger. One shoulder up, <laughs> one shoulder down. Let's burn some books. Let's burn some books. Um, I want to burn. I, w- I want to burn. Uh, the USS Callister, the Black Mirror episode one, best television movie cool i think it was like 85 minutes or something like I that. i think this is another black mirror award till black mirror is not on anymore <laughs> and then um for the final category best drama series the nominees <laughs> were <laughs> westworld <laughs> this is <laughs> us <laughs> the handmaid's tale the crown <laughs> the americans <laughs> stranger <laughs> things <laughs> and game of thrones <laughs> <laughs> I think the the Game of Thrones intro sequence could win Emmys on its own over other full TV shows. Oh, I man. think if you just did 50 minutes of the intro, but like like fleshed it out even more, like with people on like the surface of that like interior planet thing. When I um, try to get motivated for playing the piano, I'll listen to like music scores, and uh, the ramen, what's his name? R- ramen. Not ramen, sorry. Oh my god, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> uh, um, the, the composer. Oh, uh, Ramin. Ramin Jawadi. Close. No, that's okay. <laughs> you weren't far off. Ramin, when he does that, um, the uh, score for the end of season six where they blow up the uh, Citadel, oh. they're like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, like crazy. little kids running yeah. away. Yeah, no, um, I legitimately listened to a half hour long, it was either a podcast interview or like kind of a making of about specifically that track, which, oh, is, called, you gotta send that to which me. is called The Light of the Seven. Yeah. Um, and it's so well done. They have, just like you were saying, that the, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. it was like, yeah, and then they have like yeah. the, the kids doing it. No, yeah, exactly. It's it's two identical twins that they found, or maybe not identical twins, but brothers that they found to perform that, and they do oh. it so well. And they have one of them go with like the flat note on like the third thing. Oh my! I, I, I'll I'll send it to you. Yeah, finding and, out how musical scores are made is pretty fucking fascinating. It's crazy because when and they Ramin sh- Jawadi tours around America performing the Game of Thrones theme music. Because whenever they show the footage in like behind the scenes movies, it's always just like John Williams up there like directing. Yeah. And they never show like the point of like, well, we found that cellist in a cave in Thailand <laughs> because they're the only one who can hit the scene. They were a hanging out way. with that soccer team. Yeah. Well, it's always like, well, th- there's a reason why every single person is doing that thing. Yeah. It's like, well, this is a Czech choir from like a small church in the south of the country because they're the only ones who, like, you know, have the 
the tone that matches what these characters and it's just like it's bonkers I how agree. much effort they put into actually composing the music it's not just like john williams and like in that uh wise kids you know sketch just being like just trying to like find the perfect they do put so much effort into the scores it is really cool and and they're critical parts of big grand shows like game of thrones you can't have a show like game of thrones without the just the most identifiable theme music and and very like tense and important like backing tr- track to a like, funky bass line will not match the show Lannister send the regards I'll find another skip <laughs> My son, my only son. <laughs> Lord Walden. That's all. I'm doing. <laughs> it's just since. Um, we we just went so in on Game of Thrones. They're so myopic on the on the theme music, but as a whole, oh. we've talked about this. I don't know that. Uh, I don't know if Game of Thrones really should have won this this year. I don't think the l- most recent season of Game of Thrones was really like that crazy. I, mean, I don't it's think just it's like, been well written since the fourth season. It's just like the Super Bowl every Sunday, which is so, we talked about which this. is so we much fun. We literally described that that's what the upcoming season is going to be, it, and that's amazing. There's just going to be six like feature length films essentially, <laughs> just right. every week, yeah. which is going to be crazy, and I'm so excited for it. But it's not going to be the best TV that I've ever watched. It's going to be the most. It's, it, but it goes beyond like the episode itself. I think that's the whole thing with Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. But I think when you're judging for these categories of these award shows, you have to look at just the product itself. And I don't think Game of Thrones beats out The Americans or The Crown or Handmaid's Tale. In and terms maybe of, even Westworld. In terms of writing, yes. But in terms of spectacle? No, nothing can beat Game of Thrones in terms yeah. of spectacle right that's now. That's why I won. Once Game of Thrones goes off the air, it'll be very interesting to see kind of what takes like the American TV watching publics, you know, what what takes the belt in 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 the watches terms. And shout out to Andy Greenwald and Chris Ryan. What's going to what's going to have the heavyweight crown? Yeah. Once well, Game the of reason leaves that Hammy's Tale won last year is because I th- I mean, I I hate to say it, but because Game of Thrones wasn't there. It wasn't I, it wasn't eligible. You, you're probably right. Do you think there's going to be another Game of Thrones? It's like that's that's what we always well, hear from like these yeah. streaming services and all these well, showrunners like and all these ca- cable networks. They all want to have the next Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, what do you think could be the next Game of Thrones? Like what kind of concept or like an existing show? A show. I mean, I think Westworld was trying to be it, but yeah, they don't have it. And um, you can I mean, they tried to make. They can't sell Maeve quotes on T-shirts the way they can do Tyrion ones. Exactly. Um, I think HBO will probably just try to find... I mean, I, I'm pretty sure it's confirmed at this point that they're making a spinoff about mm-hmm. kind of a somewhat of a prequel to this this Game of Thrones series. The Adventures of Young Ned? Essentially, yes. Robert's <laughs> Rebellion. 
It, I mean, it would be pretty cool. I will watch it if they make it. Uh, I don't know if it'll be as good, and I don't know if it'll have as much spectacle. Uh, but I, yeah, I'm I'm very excited for it. I'm very excited to see what happens after Game of Thrones leaves the air. I'm very excited for. I think there's a couple things coming up that could be it. I think the Witcher series on Netflix could be potentially oh. as big. And I think the Lord of the Rings Amazon No, but that's show. the thing. That's the thing. I don't think anything on Netflix could be unless they release it like weekly, piecemeal. Because that's the whole thing with Game of Thrones and HBO is that Sunday night when Game of Thrones is on, that's that's what it is. And Monday mornings at the office or wherever you work or whoever you know you hang out with during the week following that, that's that's what you talk about. You may have a point there, man. You honestly that's a really good point. Um, so that, that does it for our coverage of the Emmys. Uh, we did our preview podcast and now this was our recap pod. Um, hope you enjoyed listening to us talk, uh, talk some shop. We really, we really broke it down. We did. We broke it down. We talked about the Emmys in the way, in the only way that I would have liked is just to kind of bullshit about it. To to go through a list, and you should see us in our apartment right now, just in front of a computer screen. Uh, we neither of us are sitting properly on our chairs. We're, we both have awful posture. My We're like twenty feet apart right now. Too. I feel my lower back just like being like, <laughs> why are you laying like this? We on did this it chair? as only we would, uh, and we hope you had a good time listening along. Um, as always, follow Kicking and Streaming on Twitter at Your Fave Podcast. Uh, email us, please, with some suggestions. Um, kicking and Streaming Pod <laughs> at gmail.com. We guarantee you the next episode is the kissing booth. Yeah, there's, there's. We guarantee it. That is, that will be the next episode. It's been I the think. next episode for four episodes, <laughs> but <laughs> we've, uh, we also are planning to talk about some new TV stuff that we didn't get to today, but we'll cover that in the future. Some new exciting TV shows that are coming out on some streaming services. So we'll get the chance to watch a couple more episodes and yeah, give we'll maybe a break chance. down what we think too, or like potential future Game of Thrones. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be a fun topic. Yeah, that's a good topic we can look into. And where's the Winds of Winter? Where's that book? (laughs) Ain't never coming. (laughs) Uh, George R. R. Martin should have been captured on the Emmy stage and forced to write. For Kevin Hill and George Martin, (laughs) my name is Johnny Lake. Thanks for being with us. Hansel. Lancel's dead. <laughs> Lancel got buff in between seasons. <laughs> Lancel got swollen, cut his hair. Lancel grew up. Ooh, Lancel, so, you've you've grown so much. More wine, your grace. <laughs> I've had some. <laughs>